Hi, and welcome. This is Latrice Bartley, co-founder of Beauty and Purpose, where we help you discover your beauty inside and out, embrace your uniqueness, and walk in the fullness of who Christ created you to be. Hey, y'all, it's Latrice. So let me tell you something. When I tell you, I just sat here and literally did all of Motivational Monday and um, nothing recorded, nothing, y'all, for 40 minutes. And I've been looking at it. It's showing it's recording, but I know that I must have the right topic because this is why the enemy is fighting me this hard. And I will be very honest. I was so discouraged and I was just going to be like, you know, never mind. They just have to look at the video because I always do the YouTube and the Instagram video along with the wording. And I said, no, the devil is a liar, but I'm going to just jump right on in and make him the liar he is. But this morning, I want to talk to you about something that was very sensitive and on my heart. The Lord had me to really just study and talk about this. And it's dealing with suicide. We are going to stay in the same scripture that we were in last week, Philippians 4 and 8. But God really was paralleling it with suicide. I was reading um, an article and it just it really did something to me and it was dealing with a situation where a church leader was um had basically killed himself and y'all i just my heart went out and i want to be very sensitive because i know that there might be some that even either a they have dealt with um a family member that's committed suicide or maybe Someone's listening to me and you're battling with depression and suicide. And so this message is for you because I, number one, want us to understand that the enemy's days is numbered. And I, um, on Thursday, an episode is going to be released and I want you to listen to it. And it's called Live Today like it's your last. I want us to understand that the enemy knows his days are numbered. He knows that his time on earth is is winding down. And so all he has is the power of deception. And he wants to make us feel like life and our situations are too big for God. But y'all, they are not. We as believers have to be wise to the enemy's tactics. And that's why I want to encourage you today. And I want you to understand that if you're listening to me, maybe it's the first time and you're like, what is a motivational Monday? Motivational Monday is building a foundation in God's word. It is motivating ourselves to stay in God's word, to live in God's word, to walk by God's word, to recognize God's word as our source for everything and this is what I want to really deal with because here's the thing if this word does not come off these pages y'all if this stories in the Bible don't if we don't begin to just see them and know that we can God will part the Red Seas of our life that we can cross Jordan that we can stand like Daniel in evil times and we can make it if we have to see these these scenarios and these different stories as not just these little biblical things or something that we teach in Sunday school, but life. And they're teaching us so that we can, in the same situation, have victory. Y'all, there is nothing. Listen to me. There is not 
anything you can go through life that the word of God does not address. But everything that you could face, the word has an answer to it. And so I want today to encourage, maybe you are listening to me and you feel like you have no hope left in you. You feel like you're battling with thoughts of suicide or I want to take my life and maybe you've been hindered. You, you were serving your marriage and and you loved your husband or loved your wife. And after 30 years or 20 years, they said, oh, it wasn't that great to me. And I'm giving you divorce papers. And you're sitting here perplexed. Your heart is hurting. And you want to, you're, you're like, well, maybe something is wrong with me. How for 30 years could this mask and this person walk out on me? No, 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 no. That situation is not warranting for you to take your life. But I want you to know that there is hope in God. And so I want to give you a situation. I, like I said, there's nothing that is not addressed in the Bible. And I want you to turn to 1 Samuel 30 and 6. And in here we have where after fighting the Amalekites, David and his men, they returned to their home, Zika, to find their wives and children had been taken captive by their enemies. The, and their homes were burned. So as a result of this great tragedy, David's men are upset. They are angry and they turned against him. In 1 Samuel 30 and 6 in the New King James Version, it says, Now David was greatly distressed for the people spake uh, spoke of stoning him because of the salt because of the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and his daughters but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God in the New Living Translation it says David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters and they began to talk of stoning him but David found strength in the Lord his God so y'all we have a situation where he has come back from battle to come back to find his wife and children is gone have been um literally captured and their houses burned down and the men that he's with are angry they are in despair and they turn on david they want to stone him y'all this is a reality situation but it says david strengthened himself in the lord y'all david saw hold on his first resource was encouragement because he recognized his source was in the Lord. And this is what I want to encourage you with y'all. You do not have to take your life. The enemy is the accuser. He wants to make it where your life situation seems so impossible. But we already know in Luke 1 and 37, I believe it is, that I told you it says for nothing is impossible with God in another translation it says for the word of God will not fail y'all you are never left hopeless when you have Christ and so that is the enemy when you are feeling like your mind is being bombarding you with thoughts and this situation and how am I going to make it as believers we know what to do we have to begin to cast down those imaginations we have to begin to take authority over our minds and begin to renew it how do we renew our mind by getting in God's word y'all this is not a joke the word has to become life I can't say that again the word cannot be something you visit or hear a little scripture a day to keep Satan away who said that? That's a lie. 
No, you got to get in this word. You have to make it a priority. You have to stay in the word. Joshua, in Joshua, it says meditate in it day and night. This word has to become your source. So David was able to run to a resource called encouragement, y'all, because he realized his source. And I want you to go into Psalms 42 and read Psalms 42 because it, it parallels what he's going through right now. But I want to read a couple verses from him. In Psalms 42, 1 through 2, in the New Living Translation, it says, As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? In Psalms 42 and 4, it says, My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound. He remembered some things. He said, but my heart is breaking right now. Then in verse 5 and 6, he says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Y'all, here's the thing that I want to just, first of all, talk to believers. We got to stop going into the house of the Lord lying. Listen, you got to begin to put some things down. The reality is we have not reached our glorified body. We are not Jesus sitting on the throne next to God, his father. No, we are living here. And so we got to be honest. Lord, I have a tendency to lie. Lord, I don't know why I want to watch filth on TV. Lord, I'm addicted to pornography. Some things are not right. Lord, I'm mean. I just, sometimes I feel like I hate people. Y'all, he already know. He knows, but he's waiting for you to make him his your source so that he can deal with it. There is nothing that you could do that could separate you from the love of God. But we have to yield. We have to be willing to be transparent and be honest. We're going in teaching people with spirits. We're going in lying, knowing that we're not in a place that we are. But we got to come clean. We got to say, God, I need help. This is the situation. And this is what God is doing. There's nothing wrong with having some tears. There's nothing wrong with saying, Lord, my heart is overwhelmed. Lord, I'm, my heart is breaking. He dealt with this. But when you read Psalms 42 and 6 in the Amplified, it says, Oh my God, my soul is in despair within me. The burden is more than I can bear. This is the Amplified, y'all. It says, but then the next line says, therefore, I will fervently remember you from the land of the Jordan and the peaks of Mount Hermon and Mount Mazar. Y'all, he said, this burden is more than I can bear. But he said, I even define fervently. Fervently is defined as very enthusiastic and passionately and with great intensity. He said, I'm going to fervently. In other words, he said, hold on. I got to tenaciously. I got to hit a recall button. I got to remember the Lord, my God. And I want to encourage you that we have to be honest with God. And I want to go back to one of our motivational Monday scriptures, which is Romans 8. 35 and 37 the new living translation it says y'all can anything ever separate us from christ's love does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death no no it says despite all these things overwhelming victory 
is ours through Christ who loved us, y'all. So listen, you looking at, they done handed me divorce papers. You're looking at, maybe you're saying, Latrice, no, it's not even that. It's what I've done. You don't know the things that I've done. I'm despicable. The Bible said, I'm not telling you what Latrice said. It says nothing can separate you from Christ's love. But it's the devil that wants to make you think that, yes, as a pastor or a leader or wherever you are, just going to church, that because you have been doing things that does not line up with the word of God, that that you should kill yourself, that you should take your life, that no one loves you. He's a liar. He's letting you know the word of God says nothing can separate you, but I need you to get it right. I need you to come and be honest. I need you to get on the altar. I need you right where you are to say, Lord, forgive me. Repent and turn away. Y'all, but the enemy want to make us feel like that that we're dealing with is so great, is so big that we can't make it, but he's a liar. He is a liar. And Luke 1 and 37 again, it says, for with God, nothing is ever or shall be impossible. So yes, your situation right now, the very fact that you're trying to figure out how to put together the pieces of your life, a partnership that you thought you had and the person just left you and maybe went to somebody else or they just said, I don't want you. Maybe you're looking at, I've served this company. I've made it millions. And they had me another notice and outsourced my whole department to someone else. And now where I was making over $100,000, I can't even pay one bill. And you don't understand. Let me tell you, that's life, y'all. But life is not bigger than the name of Jesus Christ. Life is not more victorious than the word of God, y'all. This word, it says nothing with or ever shall be impossible with God. And so if you have him, you have more than enough to start over. Who's to say that God said, okay, even in this, I'll let you marry again. You'll have love again. Or I allowed this because I got better from you. I knew that some things were not right. I knew that he was doing some things or she was doing some things. And so I removed this better cup so that you can start now living in the ladder of the greatness I have prepared for you. Y'all, we got to take this word and live. And so I want to even deal with this because in, um, I want you to look at Ephesians 3 and 17 in the new living translation. It says, um, then Christ will make his home in your hearts. As you trust in him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong so that Christ may dwell in, oh, I want to read the Amplified Version. I'm sorry, y'all. The Amplified Version says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through your faith and may you, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love. And so I want to deal with that because it says literally, then Christ will make his home, y'all, through your faith. And may you having been deeply rooted and securely in ground and grounded in love. But when you go to New Living Translation, it says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Y'all, our trust got to be in him. It can't be. David was able to encourage himself in such a situation because y'all, he realized that, hold on, my source is God. Our source cannot be our husband. Our source cannot lie in our children. Our source cannot um, lie in our job. They are resources. And so when those resources are removed, then what? 
That's when you lose in despair. And I don't want you to ignore raw feelings. David, it says in the Bible, depending on what translation, it says he was in despair. He said, this burden is more than I can bear. But listen, we can't sit here and live by our feelings. Our feelings say, go blow your brains out. Take some, it'll be better if you're not here. If you can just go ahead and drown yourself with medicine and die, you won't have to look up in the morning. That's the devil. Because he know, God forbid you get strengthened. God forbid you begin to proclaim God and begin to weep and say, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to make this, but I'm going to trust in you. God forbid you take hope in the word of God. God forbid you begin to yet praise him like David said and begin to bless the God of your salvation. Then you'll end up being a testimony. You'll be deliverance for somebody else. Your testimony will set someone else free. He does not want to happen, y'all. So he wants to kill you so that you won't live and no one else will not live. Y'all, he is so shrewd. We have to be wise. But I want to encourage you. When I was reading the New Living Translation, where it says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. I literally thought about that sentence. He will make his home. Y'all, I thought about naturally when you've had a visitor come to your house and we say, oh, make yourself at home. But really we mean sit where I told you to sit and that's where you to be. We don't mean get up, roam into you know, our living room, go in the kitchen, go in the refrigerator. You know, some people we might mean, but for the most part, we want you to sit in this area. We're not telling you go in my bedroom, look in my closet, go through my drawers. No, make your home in this one area. Well, y'all, this is what we do to God. We tell the Lord, Lord, make your home in this area. I'm going to trust you with this only. Y'all, it says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts. We got to allow him to roam. We got to allow him to have freedom. We got to give him our life. We can't tell him, Lord, just right here. This is where you can have. But we got to let him roam. Let him go in those cracks and crevices of your heart. Let him get the bitterness. Let him get the hurt out so that it will not cause you to die. Y'all, we got to allow him to literally take root so that our trust can be anchored in him. And so I want to... Now go back to what I was saying in this week. I said all that to say, and I'm still talking about depression and war and suicidal thoughts because I want you to see in the Bible someone that dealt right where you are. But listen, the Lord said, be reminded of last week's scripture, which is um, Philippians again, four and eight. And y'all, it says, finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Y'all, I'm saying that because it's real. You got to fight to live. You got to fight. Don't you let the enemy tell you, kill yourself. Put a gun to your mouth. It would be better if he left you, if she left you, surely you should die. If your children don't even want to have... 
It doesn't matter. You don't look at the circumstance out of your out of your um natural eyes. But as believers, we have a hope and it's not in this world. You got to say like David said, "Hold on. Why am I why am I cast down? But I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember the Lord my God." You got to begin to confuse the enemy. Begin to yell out a praise. Begin to say, "I take authority over my mind. My mind I renew it by God's word." Begin to get in his word. Even reach out. You have to know even when you begin to isolate yourself, you cry them tears, but you you allow somebody to be there for you. There's no shame in having an addiction. There's no shame in having an issue. The shame is not giving it to God and getting deliverance. The shame is hiding it and masking it and allowing it to kill you. But there's nothing. Go and get help. And know that we love you and that God said, there's nothing that you can do that will separate me from your love. You have to fight. And so, y'all, I want to encourage you to get a yet praise. I want to encourage you to, to praise him through everything. Listen, David encouraged himself, but then he did something else, y'all. Then he began to talk to the Lord. We are never in despair, y'all. We are never in despair. The Lord will always answer us. It might not be the answer we want, but he will answer. So listen, first David got him some spiritual victory, y'all. David first went in and said, okay, let me, I'm going to begin to talk to the Lord. Let me say some things. Let me encourage myself in the Lord. Then he went in after he got some spiritual victory. He began to say, okay, now Lord, I'm going to talk to you about some things. And y'all, I want you to read verse 8 in 1 Samuel 30, chapter 6, verse 8. It says, David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue after this truth? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. See, y'all, this is what the enemy don't want you to see. He want you to feel like you are in despair. Oh, my God, he left me. Oh, my God, this is the situation before me. Oh, my God, they're saying I have cancer, so I'm not going to make it. The devil is a liar. You are going to make it. He want to make it that you are so What am I going to do? How am I going to make it? Y'all, but what he don't want you to see is that God got something else up the road. That in 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 two or three months, it's going to get easier. He don't want you to see those girlfriends or those, those couples that are trying to surround you, that are trying to encourage you. He don't want you to see those that love you, that said, I've got your back. He don't want you to see those that are saying, we're rooting for you and we'll be here. We can spot you. We'll give you the money for the next three months until you get another job. He wants you to sit there and see the situation as unto death, but the devil is a liar. And so I want you to know the end of this story goes something like this, y'all. David went to do just what God said. He went to pursue and recover all, but y'all, the people had left one of their little servants. He had gotten sick or he got left. David army comes up on them and they feed them. They give them some water. They feed them. And so they said, well, who you belong to? Y'all come to find out he belonged to the people that came in and raided David's camp. David said, will you take me to where you, where they at? And he said, sure. But as long as you gonna look, protect me. Y'all David went and pursued. He went and recovered all. He went and got the wives, the children and more. But see, that's what the enemy don't want you to see. He does not 
not want you to see the victory, but we have to fight mentally, y'all. Before David could go get physically vic get physical victory, he had to get spiritual victory. And the only way he could do that was warring in his mind. Y'all, this Ephes Philippians 4 and 8 is real. You got to begin to think. You got to say, okay, yes, this is the truth of this situation. But the scripture says, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Y'all, maybe you don't have all the money. That's the truth of the situation. But you go into a job every day. You still have, you got hope. Somebody's working with you to make some payments. Y'all, there's hope. It doesn't mean it's going to be like that. We have to have a yet praise and encourage ourselves. So y'all, I just wanted to say that. And then I want to say this to some of you that are listening to me. I want to be very transparent because some of you might be listening and say, okay, hold on. I need to really think about this thing because you cannot make it without God. Y'all, I want to be very transparent with you. You will not be able to handle life on your own. It's a gamble. Y'all, you might have a strong day. You might not. But you have to know that with God, you can do anything. Without him, you're gambling. But you don't have to gamble. You can give him your life. And he's a keeper, y'all. And I say that because I've been there. I know what it's like for the doctors to give a bad report. And everyone to rise up against you. I know what it's like for teens to look me in my face and tell me you will die. You will not make it. Your baby will die. But y'all, you got to know that with God, you have life. But without God, it's a gamble, y'all. You got to know that God's grace and mercy is extended by just through my voice. Give your life to him. Don't you feel like life is so overwhelming that you need to blow your brains out. You need to commit suicide. And if you're listening to me and you see someone going through that situation, then I need you to know that you can still make it. You can still fight through. So y'all go through and know that God is with you, that you are not left unto death. And I'm going to come back in just a few minutes. And I want to leave you some scriptures that you can just, you know, meditate on. So I'm going to be right back with those. Okay, y'all, I am back. I wanted to just really quick leave you with some scriptures that I believe will be great for you to just read as a reference. And I want to just go through them um, quickly. So get you a pen and paper. And this is just, I mean, this is scratching the surface. But um, as I mentioned, there is a name that is above every name that we could face. And I don't ever want you to feel like whatever life circumstances um brings you that it is so overwhelming that you need to take your life. Um, that is not the case, but I want you to just repeat how I started out and let you know to be encouraged because here's the thing, nothing, when you are a believer and your hope is in God, I don't care what life hands you, God's word 
needs to be and should be your final authority, y'all. And so I want to let you know that there is a name, a name that is above depression, a name that is above sickness, a name that is above debt, a name that is above despair, a name that is above anything that you can face. There is a name. And so I want you to know that God is your healer. In Psalms 103 and 3, it talks about that. He's your redeemer. Isaiah 59 and 20. He's a deliverer. Psalms 70 and 5. He is your strength. Psalms 43 and 2. He is a shelter. Joel 3 and 16. A friend. John 15 and 15. He will be your advocate. 1 John 2 and 1. He's a restorer. Psalms 23 and 3. Everlasting Father. Isaiah 9 and 6. He is a God of love. First John four and 16. He will be a mediator. First Timothy two, five through six. He is, oh, he is a bread of life. John six and 35. Um, he is a stronghold. Nahum one and seven, a hiding place. Psalms 32 and seven, everlasting light. Isaiah 60 and 20. He is a strong tower. Proverbs 18 and 10. He will be your resting place. Jeremiah 50 and 6. He is the spirit of truth. First um, John 16 and 13. Refuge from the storm. Isaiah 25 and 4. Eternal life. First John 5 and 20. The Lord who provides. Genesis 22 and 14. The Lord of peace. Second Thessalonians 3 and 16. Living water. John 4 and 10. He is your shield. Psalms 144 and 2. He will be a husband. Isaiah 54 and 5. He is your helper. Hebrews 13 and 6. He is a wonderful counselor. Isaiah 9 and 6. He is the Lord who heals. Exodus 15 and 26. He is your hope, y'all. Psalm 71 and 5. And he is a God of comfort. Romans 15 and 5. So I pray, and that's like I said, scratching just the surface. But I hope that those encourage you as you begin to do your research. But stay encouraged, y'all. Know that you can make it. I don't care what life brings you. God is able for the word of God will not fail. It will not return unto us void. And again, if you don't know the Lord, you don't want to gamble on life. You don't want to trust that you can handle whatever situation might be for today or tomorrow, but give your life to a God who we know can handle. He will enable you to walk through the difficult circumstances and then let them work for your good. So be encouraged and live. God bless you. Until next time. Bye. Remember, this is Latrice Bartley with Beauty and Purpose, reminding you that you were created for such a time as this.